Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we just try to make sense of some of the things we love about photography and some of the things that we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to Photo Mission Focus. Um, today, Terry and I are discussing respecting privacy, shooting street photography. Hi, Terry. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. This is a, an interesting one, street photography, because it's it's an area of photography a lot of people like to do, but there's sometimes it, you know they just worry about you know the legalities and you know doing that type of thing. So we're just going to. Yeah, absolutely, bit. absolutely, and and I guess you've got a lot more experience in it than myself. I'm I'm definitely one of the ones that have stood back quite a fair bit from doing street photography for that reason. So, yeah, this will be a really great learner for me. I'm quite curious. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the tricks to for good street photography is you do kind of have to blend into the scene, so you don't want to be kind of standing out because if you kind of stand out too much, you have an impact on what's going around, mm-hmm. and what you're trying to do is you're trying to capture that absolutely that human element. Yeah, people just going about their daily daily lives and that yeah i want to talk to some of the iconic images you know which i class as street photography and there's um one of the images that shot that was taken during the vietnam war Mm. and it's the little girl running from the um there was a napalm blast and her clothes were blown off and you know that was a very iconic image yeah but it was a very powerful image because it actually changed a lot of people's I suppose, view of the war Yeah, because well. essentially, isn't it, like, you know, like street photography is very documentary style. It's almost like photojournalism where you're actually in with people. Well, it is and it's yeah. kind of like it, it is great. I was looking back for some shots that I took in the 80s during yeah. World Expo. Yeah, right. And it's really interesting looking at the fashion. Yes. And it, and it's, really, <laughs> it's come back. It's come back. <laughs> it's come back. But it's interesting how Brisbane has grown up because yeah. what's happened is, um, yeah, Expo was a kind of a game changer for Brisbane. It became mm. kind of, you know, reborn again, and people got out in the city. And yeah, because Southbank didn't exist before Expo. Did no, it? It not was, really. Not it really. Was pretty much constructed. Yeah. So yeah. it was for the, for Expo eighty eight. Yeah, exactly. which is crazy. So, um, but some of the other iconic images you see, I mean, there's um, although it's not really street photography because it was, I believe, was a staged image, but. There's an image of all the guys sitting eating their lunch on a girder in New yes, York. You know yeah, the image that's I'm talking a about? Really famous image, yeah. Very famous image. Yeah. Um even even though that image was um uh, I believe wasn't actually just um shot. It yeah. Was, it was actually those guys were asked to sit there and pose for it basically. Yeah. Um but I do think it tells something of the time that can you imagine yeah. with workplace health and safety getting eleven people to sit on a beam, you know? couple no. hundred metres, no, wouldn't happen, would it? No, and I think you wouldn't even be able to get that natural response, I guess, and interaction with people. We're, we're very aware of camera equipment now, regardless of whether it comes from an, from an iPhone or whether it comes from an actual camera. I think we, we interact very differently with our technology. So, yes, yeah. yeah. Well, the interesting thing about camera phones are, and particularly in the area of street photography, everyone's walking around, you know, you go into Brisbane City, Everyone's walking around with a phone in their hand. Yeah, potentially that's your tool. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can, you can yeah. with a camera phone, you can basically be doing street photography and yeah. people don't even, not even aware yeah. what you might be shooting. They're thinking, oh, look, he's taking a lot of selfies. Yeah, whereas it, a few years ago, you'd take your camera out and you'd be quite um, wary, I guess, of using a camera. I know I was yeah. and I still am. And I think, look, people, that, that is a fear factor for a lot of photographers who want to go out and do street photography. They are... They're fearful of how people might react. Yeah. And 
I suppose if you think about it, and that's what we're talking about, respecting people's privacy, is that sometimes people don't want to be photographed. Yeah, so how would you approach that then? Um, it's kind of a case-by-case basis. I mean, if obviously, if someone comes up to you and says, oh, did you take my photo? And you go, is, a pro- is there a problem? And they go, well, yes, there is. Then you probably should delete the images. Yeah, because as soon camera. as you ask them as well, if they, if you could take their photograph, they're going to behave differently. Well, that's right. And that, that you lose the whole vibe yeah. of what you're trying to shoot. Yeah, yeah, I've experienced that in the past many times. And yeah. I think if we, if you think back to the reasons why some people mightn't want um, their photo taken, particularly in the day of social media, is you know some people are in a situation where they left a partner because it was yes. a, you know might have been domestic yeah. violence involved, and they're starting a new life. Absolutely, and they may have even moved cities. Absolutely, yeah, that's yeah. a really big one, and that, that's yeah, I can relate to that. So too. you can understand that's, why some yeah. people might not want their photo taken. Yeah. Um, Australia's kind of got some interesting laws that you don't actually have a right to protecting your own image. Like people can just take your picture in the street. Right. See, now that's something I didn't know. So yeah. there is no laws to stop you from taking images of anyone. That's it. So, and I mean, there's restrictions obviously too, like in different areas of the city, you know, around some government, you know, installations, yes. police stations, um, some universities and yeah, private buildings and yep. that there is restrictions on on photography. Yeah. Um, but generally, you know, it's just out in the street. You know, if you can see it with your own eyes, you can photograph it. Yeah. So as long as it's not an organised shoot, it's it's okay. Yeah. Well, it depends. Like, I mean, there's there's two things too with like street photography. If you're doing street photography purely for yourself, it's yep. kind of a documentary type thing. Yeah. And not selling the images. I mean, if no. it's totally different if you're shooting. For a commercial game. Yes. So if yeah. you're going to be selling those images. Then you require permits and the like. Yeah, so you need yeah. permits, you need model releases, yeah. you need a whole lot of stuff Absolutely. then that you should, should should look at. But, I mean, I think a lot of street photographers, there's a lot of, um, you know, uh, amateur photographers yeah. who want to get out there and kind of shoot that style of photography. Yeah, which is a really great style to explore and to learn about your craft. Yeah, and I think the good thing about it is, is – it's studying people. It's watching yeah. people. Yeah, just yeah. watching people's behaviour yeah. and and being able to capture that. Yeah, which is a huge, huge tool when you're photographing people in any scenario. I find as a wedding photographer, I definitely need to know how to anticipate how people are going to respond. Yep. So you can almost be ready for the shots. Yep. So one of the, one of the tricks too with street photography is sometimes you just have to sit and wait for something to happen yeah. in front of you. <laughs> That's definitely fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's sometimes sometimes you'll spend, you can, I mean, one thing about street photography I've noticed is sometimes you'll go out and shoot and you might shoot for a couple of hours and come back with nothing. Yeah, right. Uh, It's just nothing really happened. Yeah. And other times you'll just hit gold. So how would you approach it then, Steve, if you were going to go out and do a street photography session? Would you just pick a location and sit down? I'd pick a location. I I would normally, normally like, you know, be... um, I might walk up one side of the street and cross the street and walk up the other side of the street because even just observing the street from a different side, yep. you know, where the light, I mean, obviously, you know, photography is about light. Yeah. It's where the light is too. In, the, in cities particularly, the light, you've got a lot of oh, obstacles. It's incredible, yeah. It so, could, which you can create some beautiful light. Yes. Um, it can also be quite challenging as well. It's quite challenging. Yeah. But they're good, good gritty, those, you know, low-key, mm. great gritty Dynamic images. Yeah, all the architecture. You can do yeah, some really yeah. interesting things. So I know, um, you know, you, you're predominantly your wedding photographer, but yeah. I know that you did do some street photography a little while back. Yeah, probably about 10 years ago. I, I used to travel quite frequently down to Melbourne. Um, I had a partner at the time who uh, his family lived down there. So we would go there and explore the city nearly every time we went. And he was 
just quite interesting to photograph himself. So yep. he would be my muse when I was photographing in the street. Yep. And I think because I had him there, I felt a lot more confident to take those types of photographs and they would be staged to a point. It would just be guided instruction, I guess you could say. Yes, um, yep. But it would be from a distance where he would not necessarily be recognisable. Yep. Yes, that's that's the way I've done it in the past. Yep. Um, I've also done it with models in Brisbane City. Yes, yep. A couple I've, seen, of times. I've seen some of your work where you've done it with models. Yeah, and that yeah. So that I found that's been really interesting, but it's been in less of a, a kind of a, a crowd environment. Crowd environments are one that I definitely like to explore a bit more because you can get some great stuff. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah. But again, look, I said, you know, and the, and the subject today is really about respecting people's privacy. So yeah. you don't really want to be shoving a camera in someone's face and no. shooting when they're not. And no. So you do you do have to kind of anticipate what's happening and yeah. kind of read the scene. And I think it's also about what the, the equipment that you use to make yourself um, less obtrusive. Yep. I think that's really important because I shoot predominantly when I'm doing those types of shoots, either with a 35 or a 70 to 200. Yep. Now the 35 millimeter lens is is easy to get away with you can just look like a tourist yes yes but as soon as you put that longer lens on your camera unless you're, you're using the longer lens to your advantage where you're actually back from the you're back from the yeah, scene a bit and you're yeah. actually shooting long it can still be i've i've just noticed the way that people look at you when you've yep. got a lens like that in public um you definitely come across like you mean business, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You do definitely. People are aware of you and they will look at you more, whereas that might not necessarily be the response you want when you're doing that type of work. Exactly. But I think, yeah. look, one of the things to remember is too, like, is, you know, if you see a couple and they're having a bit of a kind of disagreement. Yeah. You know, that's probably not a good idea to point your camera. No. So, I mean, you do have to read what's happening. And there's things that you can um, can take, I think, and, and get away with and, but also, too, you've got to be mindful if someone's, you know, in a, something embarrassing happens to them. Yeah. I don't know that it's it's good street photography to actually capture that. No, but it's it's quite an interesting one to bring that up because if you think about the street photography from the 70s, 80s and, and probably early 90s, a lot of the images that were captured were very personal moments that happened out in public yes, between yep, people. Yep. And they're quite powerful images. It could be of a couple embracing or, as you say, having an argument. Yeah. They can be quite stunning images. So where's kind of have to think about where is that line where do you draw the line and yeah I, I think look um people are kind of expressing affection in public yeah is is kind of that is good you know for street photography they're yeah. good powerful moments and i think people who if they're comfortable enough to be able to express those feelings in public typically they don't react badly if you take their photo yeah um, yeah, and I they may not even notice you're taking their photo. So, yeah. would you would you have to tell them? Like, is well, that... some people do. Look, I know a street photographer who who'll capture a moment like that. Yeah, and he'll just go up to them and show them in the back of the camera and said, "Look, I just yeah, caught nice. this picture. You guys, beautiful embrace. Yeah, what's your email? I'd love to send you a copy. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, you know, and um, you know, most people are just flattered that you've caught that moment. Yeah, and it's a moment they they couldn't capture themselves. Yeah. So, but you know, like I said, it's um, and they do make the best photos. Yeah. When there is some emotion in there. And there's been some powerful imagery created with um homeless people. Yes. Yeah. And again, this this and, and this is one area too. We are touching on that. You know, privacy. Where do yeah. you where do you draw the line of homeless people? That's exactly right. Um, you do have to kind of approach that in a way where you kind of are very respectful. Exactly. Yeah. Um, about you know how you photograph them. Um, yeah. You don't you don't know their backstory. You That's don't, exactly right. You don't know how they got there. Yeah. Um, 
I think sometimes, you know, I've seen shots that I'd love to take, but I don't take it. Yeah. Because I just feel maybe that it could, you know, if someone saw that image. Um, how know, would that be interpreted? How would yeah. that be interpreted? That yeah. person, someone might draw the wrong conclusion of that person's circumstances that could be completely wrong. I think that's a really good point to make, isn't it? People do a lot of the time now I've noticed um, in the media and, and likewise, people are quite sensitive. So you have to be quite mindful of those things. Well, we do. We do kind of live in this, um, how would you say, this society now that's yeah. kind of, you know, it is politically correct and yeah. that type of thing. And you do have to be like, you know, obviously respectful of everyone's views. Yeah. Yeah. So and incredibly mindful of demographics and and religion and politics and all of those kinds of things so they're they're huge factors this is a massive thing to kind of consider isn't it it is it is but i think it's kind of something for people who who are kind of honing their photography skills Mm. street photography is something well worth pursuing yes to get out there and, and and experiment with it yeah um typically street photography you know i suppose the traditional street photography did have a human element Mm-hmm. So, but there is people who do practice street photography with no human element. Yes, yeah, that's I've definitely created some images where there's very limited human element yeah, in them, and, and yeah, they're quite beautiful. You can get some beautiful shots. It could be, it, it, you know, it could simply as being as a, a screwed up coffee cup, yeah, placed in a strategic place that you know that someone yeah. drank the coffee, what's made them screw it up so violently and put it there. Yeah, you know, you can build the story yeah from that so and i think it, it encourages you to be a little bit more creative with um with photography it also teaches you to be really adaptable with your lighting skills yep um if you're starting out you can learn quite fast um because your light as you said before it's quite different in every, every and each situation is going to yeah. be different just about every time you go to the city absolutely the around a different corner different. it's going to be completely different yeah yes yeah, light falling through alleyways which is one of my well, there's new things. there's new buildings being built oh it's changing every five minutes so so the skyline say. changes so great little alleyway where you used to better get a great shaft of light coming in the afternoon could be gone yeah so yeah. and that's the other thing about street photography i like the idea of that it is a kind of a documentary type thing mm. so it is documenting mm-hmm and the city will change. And, yeah. and through the photographs, you can actually see those changes, which is really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah. So I think, look, it's, it's one of those things that people, it's well worth um, going out and having a go at. And a lot of people will shoot, you touched on 35mm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will shoot with a 50 or a 35mm lens on the camera because you are less conspicuous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of be, and the other the other um, technique to learn is shooting from the hip. And I guess technology has changed in the way that we have those flip up screens now on a lot of our cameras, so we can shoot from the hip, like yeah. like some of the earlier street photographers did with their medium format cameras. Yes. So yeah, that's that's it. So they, they can you know be kind of a little bit disconnected from the yeah. from the scene, but yeah. still be able to capture something. Yeah, which if you think about the old technique of shooting with those cameras, you were completely disconnected because you weren't even looking at your subject. No, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and like I said, that's a bit of a challenge. And the other thing is that shooting from the hip technique, which some people use as a way to kind of ease themselves into street photography, is something you can practice. So you can hold the camera and know, because even you know, adjusting a little bit of angle on the camera mm. will dictate what's going to be in the frame. Yeah. Focus can be a little bit tricky. Yeah. Uh, I remember took a I took a shot in South Korea. I was on the subway and yeah. there was um across sitting directly across from me in the subway on the train, there was a, a mother and, and son 
and there was two older gentlemen. Yeah. The older gentlemen were having a discussion about, you know, things they'd done and, you know, in their life. And then yeah. the um, the little boy had just been, the mother had been reading a book to him and he was asking about the book. But there was two different conversations and two different worlds right there in front of me and I'm looking at it. Mm. And I just had the camera sitting on my knee. I've just kind of angled it up to where I, where I thought. I pressed the shutter. I took one. In, I took one frame. Yeah. And it was the keeper. Oh, excellent! <laughs> but, that, but that comes from practice, like yeah. shooting. So because I'd done that technique before, so it's worth people to practice that. And yeah. you can, and that's something you can practice anywhere. Yeah, I need more practice at that one for sure. <laughs> yeah. Although I don't think in your wedding photography you probably should shoot from the hip. Too oh, much. I think I think we there's kind of a bit more of a need to be a little bit disconnected. Now. Yeah, I suppose sometimes during yeah. the times when the reception, when there's things happening. Yeah. Because obviously you know yourself, like the, I suppose how the camera changes people. Yeah, when absolutely. You, you got your camera there, you're swinging it around. Yeah. You find someone at the reception, you point it at them. Do you see a change Absolutely. in there? Absolutely, there's a shift in their face, the way they look at you, yeah. the way they interact, everything changes. Yeah. It's not as natural, Yeah, which is a real shame. Yeah, It, it is, yeah. it is. So I think, like I said, um, what there's a couple of really good resources available. Um, Arts Plus Law Australia have a, on the website, they have a website and they have a whole like 11-page um, free street photography thing which basically goes through in detail about you know, um, photographers' rights in Australia. Excellent. So it's something we'll put it in the show notes. We'll put a link to it in the show notes so people can actually go and have a look. And, you know, if you're worried about it, arm yourself with that, read it, get a bit of an understanding. And because, and if you're traveling overseas, it's interesting because a lot of places, every country would have every country is different. And you yeah. really need to study it. Like, I was actually surprised to find out in Hungary, since t- in 2014, they changed the law. Hungary, it's, it's illegal to take someone's image in the street without their permission. You have yeah. to have permission of everyone. Yeah. And interesting enough, I was reading about South Korea and I've, I've travelled to South Korea many, many times and I've done a lot of street photography there but wasn't even aware of this until I was doing a bit of research for this uh, podcast. Um, if you take a picture of a female and without their permission, it, it's considered sexual harassment. Wow. Or sexual assault and you can actually be charged. Wow. Yeah. I suppose yeah, you need to be aware of those cultures. So you need to be aware of it. Yeah. So I'm saying, and each country is different. And some of the some countries do actually have you, your you, the rights to your image is protected that people mm. can't just come up and take your photo. So that's always mindful when you're traveling because, it, like I said, there is that kind of um, thing there when you're traveling. You do want to kind of capture the essence of the street yeah. and, and do that, but you got to be a little bit careful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. So it's kind of an interesting thing. I think it's something that people, like I said, they um, they want to uh, learn more about. Yeah. And I'd say to people who want to go and practice street photography, you know, just go to your local, start in your local suburb. Absolutely. Gosh, you know, do some amazing work. Just go to the local park and just shoot and, and that type of thing. And look, be mindful too, obviously, if there's children or something in a playground, that's not yeah. probably a good place to... And you don't always have to focus on the people, as you say. It could be the buildings. It can be. Yeah, well, or it could be. It, it could be. Um, the thing that I always like sometimes is what people leave behind. Yeah, right. I remember I I travel to Canberra um, quite often, and where I stay, I stay a little bit not far from Lake Burley Griffith, and I'd normally get up say four thirty in the morning, and I'd walk to Lake Burley Griffith to get 
to catch the sunrise. And the park there is amazing. It's just the stuff you find there, the randomness of stuff. Yeah. You know, right. like someone's been in the park before and they've taken chairs. They've set, <laughs> they've set up, you know, this little table and chairs and then they've just left it there. Yeah. Yeah. You find random couches everywhere too in like yeah. suburban parks. Yeah. yeah. Random couches. <laughs> you can see there's been a bit of a party happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, you just find all the remnants. So sometimes there's a story there to be captured. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's even though the people aren't there any longer. But Herbside pickups are a really good one to do some. Some well, yeah, well, the, yeah, really well, you get some interesting, interesting objects. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm definitely, you know, I've seen some very interesting, yeah. cool objects <laughs> on the streetside curb collections. Oh yeah, that's always been on my bucket list to try and do one time. Just do a street or do a suburb for curbside pickup would be hilarious. <laughs> but you have to get there before the foragers. Well, that's right. I think now it's become a bit of a. It's a bit of a um, yeah. Everyone's out there doing it. Yeah. So look, advice is if you're thinking about you know wanting to do street photography. Read up on, like I said, go to some of the resources that are on the web. Read up, find out the legal side of it for your particular area. Be respectful too of of, of private property. Don't just think, assume you can go into a building and start photographing it. Um, the owners of the building can actually, you know, stop you from doing that. Mm. Um, so it's better off to ask before if you're unsure. You go into a building, say, hey, can I take photographs in here? Absolutely. They'll soon tell you yes or no. Mm. The other thing is some buildings will let you take photographs, but you can't take flash photographs. Yes. So yeah. that's the other thing to be mindful of. You see that quite often in museums and Churches different things that don't mind well. you doing yeah. that. And the other thing is, as a street photography tool, don't forget about your phone. You don't yeah. necessarily need a DSLR. It's very true. It's yeah. very true. And like I said, and the last thing is obviously disrespect people's privacy. And, and you know, if someone, you can see someone's not, happy about you doing it you then you should stop straight away it, yeah yeah i agree all right excellent fantastic terry thanks for that one um if you like this episode you can leave a, a comment um or if you've got a suggestion for a show or a subject for the next show just drop that in the comments as well thanks terry see thanks. you next time see ya bye thanks for listening to this episode of photo mission focus discussing photography if you enjoyed the show today, please leave a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a subject for our next show, also leave that in the comment as well. Thanks for listening.